0: When they told you that the dream was over, but here's the truth, your dream is just beginning because what you're going to do, you're going to come out on this field
1: and you're going to line up and you're going to show the world what it's like to be truly hungry with
0: that chip on your shoulder. I know because I got that same chip and we're here because the X of the XFL represents the intersection of dreams and opportunity. You bring the dreams, we brought the opportunity.
1: Cofield and company nfl insider miles simmons from pro football talk joins us now yeah all right five o'clock hour
2: we'll bring miles in right away here we got a lot to get to a lot to get to we'll get to uh the rock and i'm sure everyone else in this room and on the phone line hates that speech we'll get to that in a second miles how you doing buddy
3: I'm doing well, guys. How are you today? I'm good. Adam's
2: struggling, though, and I, I got to tell a story about Adam. Oh, His, boy. No, he, you, you worked with him for a little while. His difficulties with like basic technology, especially stuff that's needed for radio, throws me off mm. so much sometimes. You, are, you appear to be struggling with both powering your computer... And your phone. My computer's no problem. You've got you've got wires draped okay. across three feet off the ground because he refuses to get an extension cord in the studio. Oh, thank you. Here's my extension, here's my backup extension cord. Do you want to use that? And then the other day he couldn't get into the Thomas and Mac in UNLV because he was having trouble with <laughs> the doors and security people. He's been there, like going there for 25 years. No. Some of the stuff that you have difficulty with just throws me off
0: so much. Uh, no, I'm waiting. I'm I can eligible for a new phone in like 3 weeks and the the charger, <laughs> the charging port yeah. is kind of it's it's sideways on my phone yeah. cuz I charge it too often. Okay. So what? I have to jam I have to jam the I can get a new phone in a couple weeks. I have to jam the charger. You mentioned that. I have to jam <laughs> the charger. <laughs> yeah. I have to jam the charger into the phone and then put like <laughs> something heavy on the cord yeah. to make it hold in place. Your life is Miles, you know this. What?
2: Being around Adam Hill his life is so friggin' hard sometimes. It is. Uh, um, it is. And it by, the, is.
0: by the way, yeah. I, my, phone, my phone is at like 92% right now. But I, I try to charge it every single opportunity and I it, possibly have. Just because you don't know the rest of the day when you're going to find a, a situation where you can charge it. That's what I'm doing. And it's, in terms of Thomas and Mac, yeah. somebody literally said, you can't come in here. And I said, I've come in here four hours before the game every day that they've had a game for the last seven years. He's mm-hmm. like, nope, not today. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just a guy stopping me. Mm -hmm. That was not technology. Uh, A little power trip, huh? Yeah. I mean, it
3: sounds like that one guy was on a power trip. Uh, The technology thing does not surprise me with Adam. Also, you know, the fact that he's on 92% and also wants to charge his phone. But, you know, as a reporter and a responsible reporter for the Las Vegas Review Journal, as I once was, um, I, I understand that you know you never know when you might be in a situation where you might need to whip your phone out and you don't want that phone to be on five percent. Exactly. You, you just you know, you never know. Exactly. So be, I, I get that part.
0: It, because it's so tough, like it's so challenging to charge it, you can't just carry a charger around and just charge it any time. You have to find the ideal scenario. So that's what I'm doing right now. I don't have a problem with technology in okay. general. I have a problem with you know wearing things out because I use them too iPhones. much. Iphones. Well, I will not get an iPhone. That will never ever happen. The new, the new Samsung S twenty three Plus looks amazing, and that's what I'll be getting for sure. It looks awesome. Okay. Nobody needs an iPhone on that. If you have group text, use WhatsApp. Everybody switch over. It's amazing.
3: I don't know why we don't do this Uh, as a society because apple has taken us over and indoctrinated our minds and it's indoctrinated yeah. mine so you know what i love it and i you've... i don't care i love my blue text there's you know i have a good friend of mine is you know on the dating market and she is you know looking for a partner or whatever and she will not date somebody with green text she just won't do it and you know <laughs> she's been told what if your sounds, soulmate sounds, has sounds a green text Right. And what she says is my soulmate would never have green text. So, yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. I don't know.
0: Enjoy the cult. Uh, That's fun. Uh, Yeah. Pro football
3: talk. (laughs) I'll be drinking the Kool-Aid
0: pro football talk. You work for pro football does include XFL. (laughs) Or it's NFL. Uh,
3: yeah, we've been covering it. Um, it. Mike Florio has been writing posts about it. Um, I, I think he watched some of that. I think uh, MDS, Michael David Smith, also watched some of that over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, apparently the posts that we put up uh, for that were doing decent traffic. So, yeah, it, it does include the XFL.
0: Were you inspired by that speech?
3: No, uh, that was the first <laughs> that I've heard of that speech. Okay. You're not
2: a 27-year-old football player who's still trying to get to the NFL.
3: <laughs> Dude, Paxton Lynch, how about that? Yeah! Man? You've been excited in the, in the NFL, what the, the CFL, the USFL, and now also the XFL. I mean, what what a um, I was gonna say trifecta, but I don't really know what the four is that. The a quadfecta? Dude, Kurt <laughs> Kurt Warner once happened. So for all these quarterbacks, why not? Sure. And, and you know what? I mean, I, I shouldn't, like you know lulu on all of the xfl and you know the fact that these guys are are really they're going out there and they're they're trying to do something and you know they're trying to better themselves and they're being professional football players and that's all well and good i just i have absolutely no interest in it i mean are, like the last nfl game we watched was patrick mahomes and jalen hurts basically going down the field right back and forth to amazing quarterbacks and you expect me to tune in to paxton lynch the next week come on
0: uh, I was I I'm was fired up. For, I was fired up for Josh Gordon. He looked good. That's my guy.
3: Oh, was he playing? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes.
0: Who, who's he? Who does he play for? The Sea Dragons. What what city are they in? Miles. It's Seattle. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. <laughs> I, I would not have. Thank you for saying because I would have said something else. I don't the, know.
0: The Seattle Sea Dragons. He looked good. I I enjoy it. It's football. Okay. It's it's fun to watch. I don't know if we needed it a week after the NFL. Like I think like a month will be much more. Hey, I need to watch some football, yeah. but. Like, there is some really talented players, and it's fun to watch. The Vegas team has Martavis Bryant, Vic Beasley, and, you know, guys like that. There are names that people know, and uh, looks like Mm -hmm. Brett Hundley may start soon at quarterback, which is another interesting interesting development there. Uh, But not as interesting as the Derek Carr sweepstakes. Uh, We here are intrigued. All right, now we're in my wheelhouse. We here are intrigued by the David Carr coverage of the Derek Carr (laughs) sweepstakes, including talking about how well Derek's visit with the Jets went while wearing a green tie. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i didn't notice the green tie element of it yeah. all that's great that see that's why we got to come here cofield and company to really hear the good stuff look i, I think it's always interesting when david carr starts talking about his brother <laughs> because it's like i mean at a certain point like Derek Derek carr can speak for himself and there have been times in the last few months where i really wish that we could just hear directly from Derek carr instead of the stuff that we hear via David Carr from him you know what I mean and, and like I get it because David Carr's got a, a a job to do and he's got a living to make as well but you know I mean I think that there's a certain point where look I mean all athletes know how to speak for themselves at this point right so you can do that um but I think when it comes to Derek Carr I, he he has an advantage right now in that he can go anywhere and he can visit with teams as he's been saying and you know I think if it turns out that he and the Jets are a great match, then that makes a lot of sense. What doesn't make sense to me is this reporting that I saw from Diana Rossini an hour or two ago, where she said that they told him that somehow he can become a first ballot Hall of Famer if he goes there, which is ludicrous. I mean, come on now. (laughs) I, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but first ballot Hall of Famer? is he going to all of a sudden turn into like 2007 Tom Brady for the next 5 years cuz that's the only way that's going to happen and that's not going to happen
0: well the problem is how many titles would he have to win and if he's in a, if he's on an AFC team he's not going to win a lot
3: no certainly not i mean you've got to compete with josh allen in your own division you've got joe burrow and patrick mahomes also in that conference you have miami that's a very good team and if Tua a can stay healthy that's another team that's in your division that's going to be very very competitive you have the new england patriots over there too by the way and who yeah i know that they weren't all that great this year but they've still got bill belichick and now that they've got bill o'brien they have competent offensive coaching so yeah that's a pretty tall order <laughs>
0: I I found it interesting, another uh, tweet that I saw about this on Derek Carr today was that Frank Reich was asked directly if the Panthers are going to bring Derek Carr in for a visit, and he said, really interesting question, not ready to address the specifics of that, shouldn't shouldn't the answer, you should always talk to everyone, right? Like, why would you not? He's the only free agent right now.
3: I have no idea. And, and and it was kind of one of those deals where it's like Frank Reich, do you know that you're not tampering by saying <laughs> David or excuse me, Derek Carr's name, right? I mean, you know, I, I was watching that press conference and that's the, and I actually wrote a post about it too at profootballtalk.com, which you can go check out right now, folks. But I I think that that's just one of those weird deals where it's like, yeah, you know, we're going to turn over every avenue, and I can envision us doing that. And I mean, I guess you don't want to just say that right there because it becomes a headline, but by saying uh, it's a really interesting question. I can't really get into the specifics. That also turns into a headline because the, look, the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. Derek Carr is out there. Why shouldn't you at least kick the tires?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Miles Simmons, Pro Football Talk. Uh, follow him on Twitter as well. Great, great stuff up there as he covers the pro football scene, NFL scene mostly. Uh, the- yeah. I find the New York Giants situation interesting because there's no chance on planet Earth I'd commit to Danny Dimes long term. But do they have to?
3: I don't know that they have to. I mean, I think that they could go the sort of Kirk Cousins route where it's like, yeah, we want to keep trying this for a little bit and we'll franchise you. But we don't know that we really want to commit, you know, 45 mil plus to somebody like a Daniel Jones right now. And I don't blame them for that. And I also don't blame Daniel Jones for at least a basic negotiating tactic to be like, yeah, pay me like the the top-of-the-market QBs. Why why would you not start there, right? It's a negotiation. Um, So I think that that's all well and good, but I think also – Daniel Jones should be one of these quarterbacks that turns into like a mid-tier level contract you know where we're not talking about 45 million plus I mean that to me is territory for Joe Burrow Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert this offseason and that would totally make sense those three guys should be set in the QB market and they should not take a snap in 2023 without their guaranteed money on a second contract but for somebody like a Daniel Jones I mean all you got to look at is Carson Wentz and Jared Goff as cautionary tales right you don't want to reset the market with somebody like that you know and I think the Browns you could even go with um Baker Mayfield right and how things fell apart in the fourth year now the Giants already said we're not picking up your fifth year option otherwise this wouldn't really be a part of the discussion right now so I think that they can franchise him and they'll still be okay but you know that also means that's your floor for what a long-term deal might be 30 to 35 for Daniel Jones for another two to three years makes sense to me now, I don't know if that makes sense to the Giants, but that's probably where I would go if I were going to tr- try to commit to Daniel Jones for the next few years.
0: How much is that process kind of convoluted by the fact that they also have Saquon Barkley and you can't really tag both of them?
3: I don't think it's as convoluted as it could be. I mean, look, and I, I hate doing this because I think it's mean and I don't <laughs> like being mean. But you let the running back go. I mean, look at what Isaiah Pacheco did in the postseason. And I, Saquon Barkley is special when he's at the height of his powers. I, I don't doubt that. But if you are constructing a team and you're a good general manager and you believe in your scouting staff, you can get by on rookie contract running backs, right? I mean, it's just a basic team construction thing. I mean, look at what um, Elijah Mitchell did for the 49ers. I mean, there's a litany of guys that we can go down and and just say, oh, you can look at that guy, you can look at that guy, you can look at that guy. Isaiah Pacheco, of course, is somebody I already mentioned, but he's top of mind because he just won the Super Bowl and he outplayed the guy that they drafted in the first round a couple years ago in Clyde Edwards-Alaire in order to do that. Right. I mean, Clyde edwards was healthy and activated off of IR, and he wasn't even active on game day. So that's because they had Pacheco, and he was doing so well, and he's a seventh-round pick. So you can find running backs. It's much harder to find quarterbacks. And if I'm the Giants, I'm comfortable with letting Saquon Barkley hit the market.
0: Uh, it's true. And go back and look. We talked about this earlier, but uh, go back and look at the leading rusher on every Super Bowl champion, like the last decade, and how they were acquired and how much they were paid. And right. it will stun some people. And I agree with you fully. I don't think it's mean. I think it's the reality of the situation. But that does lead us to a man named Josh Jacobs here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. What is going on? What are they going to do?
3: Well, I mean, I almost feel the same way. I mean, but it's a little bit different because you can probably get away with tagging josh jacobs and keeping him it's you don't have the same sort of thing where it's like oh man we can only tag one player right and then the other player we've got to sign before he hits the market the the, the raiders can franchise josh jacobs and I think the number is something about 10 million yep I don't know if I would really want to do that to pay for a running back but for one year deal Eh, I can see it, you know, it, it's not going to kill you if you end up doing that. Now, if you're Josh Jacobs, do you want to take that? I don't know. You know, do you want to hold out? Do you, or, it's not really a holdout because you don't really have a contract, right? And mm-hmm. I don't like using the term holdout, but you know what I'm saying. So there are different options, but I think it's because you don't have the quarterback and the running back up um, when it comes to the contract situations, that, that makes it different for the Raiders, and it makes it a little more comfortable to franchise a Josh Jacobs uh
0: matt ryan wants to be a broadcaster and i bring this up because who Ugh. doesn't everybody wants to be a broadcaster because it's right. money for watching games and talking about them and we'd all love to do that and to get paid very very well isn't matt ryan one of the dullest quarterbacks we've seen in the last 20 years
3: listen i he was on one of the pre-game cbs he was on cbs at some point I, I guess it was during conference championship week and i was not impressed you know <laughs> i mean look it's you gotta have a little personality to be on television you know, think of what michael strahan and nate burleson have done in their post-playing careers and why is it that they've been able to not just be on nfl shows and nfl pregame shows and nfl morning shows but then they also are on good morning america in cbs this morning right i mean these guys understand what it takes to not just be an nfl broadcaster but a broadcaster at large and i mean you listen to matt ryan press conferences they're dry he's a quarterback he's been trained to do that for basically his entire life but i also got to tell you i was not really impressed with what i saw with it from him on television and if he wants to go into broadcasting more power to him but he might be best served being on like atlanta's pregame show locally
0: (laughs) miles simmons pro football talk we'll get you out of here but were you were you offended and outraged at the chiefs players drinking during the parade
3: no because i understand (laughs) what they're doing and i mean like look what what are we going to do are we really going to stop reality come on i mean are people really that offended at it this is what this is what they do every time yes think of the children though miles I know, and I know that, uh, you know, I mean, you guys sent me a list of topics, so I know that we can, like, <laughs> fold this into, you know, a Britt Reed conversation in some way, but also they weren't driving, so that's kind of the point, you know. You can do what you want as long as you're not driving. You have to be responsible, and we can argue about how responsible Patrick Mahomes was handing the trophy <laughs> to a fan and walking away, but, again, he wasn't endangering his life or others, so I, I think there's a significant difference there
0: uh miles don't don't give away the fact that we actually prepare for the show like we just wing it
3: oh yeah i mean well a lot of the time we do and that's the good thing about having done this for the last i don't know like what three four years i can come on and i can just talk about whatever with you guys i don't care it's fun
0: it's good uh miles simmons pro football talk check out his work what do you got coming up
3: uh, Peter King podcast that should drop um, wherever you get your podcast, either today or tomorrow. I think TJ Watt is the guest uh, this week. Peter King talked to him at Super Bowl week. And we also delve into some of the coaching situations around the league and start to get ready for the NFL combine, which is next week. It so I, when I talk to you guys next week, that's where I will talk to you from Indianapolis.
0: Oh, I'll miss you. It's John Jones fight week. So I'll be here in Vegas, unfortunately, oh, wow. instead of... Uh, my favorite place on earth, Indianapolis. But uh, we will follow your coverage there at Miles A. Simmons on Twitter, Pro Football Talk, Peter King Podcast. Catch them all over the place. We thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Yes, and I'll never, never get an iPhone. Mark that down. That's never going to happen. We'll come back. Continue. Cofield and company.
1: Wednesdays, it's the Kevin Kruger Radio Show at 5 p.m. on Raider Nation Radio 9, 20 a.m. This sports update brought to you by the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Don't miss the 2023 Mountain West Conference Tournament, March 5th through the 11th at the Thomas & Mack Center. Get your tickets now at dmw.com slash 2023. Now, back to Coalfield & Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Well, I was glad you brought up the,
2: uh, the Chiefs deal with celebrating too hard for some. You should point that out. Some people in Kansas City were bothered by it and wrote to the paper and said, hey, you could set a better example for the kids by not getting annihilated. I don't care. Um, I do think it's very interesting that it it is. They are out there drinking. It is on the heels of Britt Reid. That's a terrible situation that went down.
0: Yeah, as Miles Andy, said. Andy Reid's son. As Miles said, which I agree. I mean, it would be terrible if they had the celebration and got in their cars. Right. Like, it's a totally different situation.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm not bothered by them partying, um, and it's not all cheese fans, because there were lots of cheese fans out there partying just as hard. Of course. Believe me, there's plenty of drinkers in Kansas City. But there, we should... On both sides of the state. On both sides of the state line, sorry.
0: The story is that the the newspaper in Kansas City published a bunch of uh, letters to the editor right. from fans furious that they were setting a bad example for the kids by being drunk out there. Which is brilliant on the paper's part. Sure. Right, it's it total clickbait,
2: and uh, and you're reporting local news, but they also wrote a story last week before the parade. Are you allowed to smoke weed at the parade? I thought that was great. Yeah, you're covering a story. People want to know. Can they smoke?
0: Can the players? No, they can't. Let me test it. Which is we not don't, true. They're not doing that anymore. We don't have to go like
2: much more on the Eric enemy story because uh, we've at least found a destination here with Enemy. He didn't get a head coaching job. So he's the UFC with Washington. I don't see what the confusion is. We'll go back to last week on this. Like, yes, it's there's something off here that he left the world champion team, world championship team, with a great quarterback and a great offense and great weapons to go to an absolute S show in D.C. Right? It's a lateral move except he got the associate head coach label. Like, it doesn't make any sense until you break down the story and it makes sense. As we told you last week, they're not going to come out and say it, but one, the Chiefs wanted Eric Bieniemy to move on last year. They brought in Matt Nagy as the OC in waiting. That was obvious. And I'm sure during the season, they gave him a couple of gentle nudges and said, hey, we're going to be moving on. It's best for you if you go get a job somewhere else. We hope it's a head coaching job. That didn't work out. Just, it, it didn't, and you mentioned the other one is Andy Reid is going to walk away at some point. You're not going to be the head coach now. I wish someone would report this, and I'm not saying it's 100 percent fact, but
0: that's basically what's happened here. And well, it seems to it seems to me that what was said was, "Hey, look, clearly one of the things that's being said is you don't call plays here. Right. It's not your offense, and we're not that's going to why let you're you. Not, that's why you're not going to get, and a we're job. not going to let you right. do it. And then he said, "Oh, but you know, when you leave." I don't know this is where my day. job is going to be. like, Right.
2: I mean, it does. Okay. That, that does happen in lots of businesses where, unfortunately, and I, everyone listening right now, I'm, I'm sure has had this feeling. Like, why can't I get my big break at this place? Why do they seem to like, why are they more open to bringing someone in from the outside in that higher position? Well, they might be stupid, or maybe they know you really well and they just they don't think that you're the person for that gig. And then what do you do? You gotta leave. And maybe you kick ass, maybe you come back, or maybe you just give them the bird and go, yeah, you're wrong. Right. And maybe Eric Bianami is gonna go and be a killer in DC and Sam Howell is gonna be the next great thing and the innovative offense. Oh my god, Eric Enemy. But I thought this is really interesting from uh LaShawn McCoy, who did spend some time with the Chiefs. I think he has a little axe to grind, but when you hear him speak here about what he saw. As an offensive player, it sort of backs up our case that maybe the run in Kansas City was just not going to get any better.
4: What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants – a very, very good coordinator. I could tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I asked about Eric Enemy, what makes him good? And by the way,
2: he might have just explained Nate Hackett. Nate Hackett might suck with the Jets. Yeah, Jets could be the second team that misjudged this whole freaking thing. You know, not reading the obvious tea leaves that in Green Bay, the guy didn't call the place. And maybe there was a reason for it. Here's more McCoy, as he was, he was a little surprised by the way enemy operated and carried himself.
4: We watch the film of practices, and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks. He doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings? You got to run the installs?
2: You mad? You getting mad? No. He's just telling you what he saw. Yeah. And now there's going to be a step up. And believe me, we're not playing this audio today. We're like, gee, here's the reason. It's not because he's black. Um, I think part of it is. Right? Because they've accepted white morons in the past who people told them, hey, they don't call the plays. They what? might not be head
0: coach material. They may not be coordinator material. Ah, you
2: know, it'll work.
0: Well, I okay, think that's, and I think that's a, that's what we've talked about. Of there are plenty of reasons why Eric Bieniemy will probably not, might not make a good head coach, and there's plenty of reason, legitimate reasons why he's not getting a job. But those same reasons are given about a lot of white coaches. It yeah. seems like, oh well, we'll, see, we'll no, see. Actually, this next one from McCoy, when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay.
2: So maybe there is a reason why certain guys pass right through the coordinator gig, step up, and become a head coach. Like, they, they have head coach skills. They just can't be a coordinator.
4: And the last issue I have with him is what makes Andy Reid so great adapting to the players will be enemy. me. He's my first practice. I couldn't believe it. He's dog coaching. He's dog cussing the players. Like, and not just the regular players. Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because – He's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches will never get a chance to be true. office coordinators. The last one was like Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I have to do my job, to be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at?
2: If I heard that, I'd be like, okay, then yeah, he doesn't need to be a coordinator. He's he's a head coach. If he's willing to go out there, and we've heard this. Like, he, he had clashes with Mahomes, with Kelsey, with Tyreek Hill. Okay, sounds like head coaching material in some ways. Yes. Well, has anyone told the story about Dan Campbell, coordinator extraordinaire? No, there are some guys who are not coordinators. It's a very detailed oriented position. Coaches come in different forms. Sometimes they can run. Sometimes they can be coordinators. Other times they're just the CEO. They're the motivation guy. They're the boss of everything. I'm probably the only one to listen to that. And I was like, well, that's encouraging.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't, like, it's not individually qualifying either. With, it's not. But with Dan Campbell,
2: the Lions ran a trick play with Panay Sewell, an offensive lineman, on a pass to the flat. Was it a pass to the flat where he came into motion? Yeah. Right? They, no one asked him about it. But Dan Campbell on a podcast, not realizing what he was saying, basically said, he had no idea that the play was happening. He looked up and he's like, whoa, what are we doing? What are we, what doing are we running, running here? We doing? And then LC's the OC's like, I just told you we're running it. <laughs> oh, I was – he tells the podcast, I was watching the wave. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean Dan Campbell's a bad head coach. In fact,
0: he's worked but, out decently. But he ain't a coordinator. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's, it's two different jobs for sure. And I think we'll find out a lot more about how this offense looks in Washington, what he runs. How he commands it, good one. And, uh, and give yourself a pat on the back because where's where's it was accidental. Where was that, where's that? Uh, where's it, that? Me? <laughs> where's that little? Where's that little Jeff?
2: It is Jeff, okay. right? Uh, pat yourself on the back. The little robotic then, arm.
0: But here's here's the thing. Like, Sorry, I should have laughed. The crazy part one. is, if it works, <laughs> if it works out, then somebody will hire him, yeah. and he might not succeed. But, but here's the thing: it's not going to work out. I like all my work. all my high hopes. Well, he's also taking over an offensive coordinator role with a team that doesn't really have an offense and doesn't have a quarterback. No. Yeah. So it's not a great position to be in. Uh, one more McCoy here, as uh,
2: I think he finishes strong.
4: You know why? Absolutely not. People want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, we, it should be more black coaches. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the, the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all. Okay.
2: Yeah, so he was asked, well, did it come down to color? And he didn't finish the statement there. With with me it was not a black-white thing. Yeah. I think there are small elements small elements of it that were, but overall, it's not. Word sure. has gotten around. His rep could have been probably boosted more by the Chief, but word has gotten around that he can be a grading character behind the scenes. I don't mind it. That's the way a lot of that's – that's been football. You know, clashing with your best players, coaching them freaking hard. But the Chiefs were done with it. Maybe some of the players were done with it. He needs to go somewhere new. I just I feel bad for him because he's gonna he's gonna walk into a situation like Adam said where he's not working with a whole lot. And then I think Ron Rivera, if they underachieve, Ron Rivera is gonna get fired. And then Eric Biennium is gonna look up next year, and he's gonna be out. And then guess what's gonna happen? He'll go back to freaking running back coach somewhere. Yeah. And that's that's the part that is disturbing from a diversity standpoint. Like Anthony Lynn will never get a sniff as a head coach ever again, and he was solid with the Chiefs. Yeah, and he'll never get a shot again. It's it's the reality of the situation. That but Adam is, Gase will you know can get multiple shots, or Rich Kotite can get multiple shots. Sorry, some Jets history. Matt
0: Matt Nagy is going to be the head coach of the Chiefs. <laughs>
2: he is going to take over the best organization. He's in going football. to
0: be the head coach. Maybe not this year. But, there'll
2: be there'll be a whole list of excuses why. By the way, what happened in Chicago? Well, it was just you know it was this, it was that. You know, he deserves the shot.
0: Could be this year. Yeah, we don't know. We, we don't,
2: don't know that Andy Reid's hundred percent coming back.
0: Now that BNB's out of the picture, Reid might retire, which is the crazy part.
1: Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill L V R J, or tweet
0: the show at Cofield Co.
4: The XFL championship game here in San Antonio,
0: what conversations led up to that? Uh, well, so there there are certain
2: things that we have to keep under wraps for a bit. Um, nothing's confirmed until The Rock announced it, and
0: Danny announced it on, this, on the uh, field today. But we certainly felt good about our position within the league. Again, I think they know uh, that they can count on San Antonio to be a very successful city for the league, a, a showpiece
2: for the league, and so... Um, Again, gratifying that they're going to be playing their championship game here uh, as a way to further advance the platform of the entire
1: league. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio.
2: That was the mayor of San Antonio, Ron uh, Nirenberg, telling uh, one of our stringers, Carolina Teague, who's in San Antonio, about reacting to the news that the championship game for the XFL will be in San Antonio as we normally do here, because we're selfish whatevers. We want everything in Vegas, but San Antonio is a good spot. They yep. love football there. Uh, I was really impressed by the turnout for UTSA. They put a lot of money into that program. Their coach makes like three million a year now. Um, UNLV game there, what, a couple of years ago? Good attendance. Big tailgating presence outside. They love football. They love the Cowboys. I mean, you know, there's always been... You know, obviously, there was talk about the Raiders, you know, using San Antonio, wasn't talk, but Raiders potentially using San Antonio as a negotiating ploy, pawn, whatever. Um, I thought the XFL this weekend came out pretty well. Now they're getting the support. Here's the great thing when you partner with ESPN, guess what ESPN is going to do? You're getting coverage. You're getting coverage. You're going to get coverage on, you know, their talk shows. You're going to get coverage on their gambling show, the, you know, Daily Wager. Um, I didn't get to watch all of it, but some of the stuff I saw, I like the way the games were played. I like the changes in rules. I like the openness that coaches freaking, fourth quarter, let's go. You're talking. Why not? Let's have fun. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've pushed back uh, uh, about this a lot, about coaches being jackasses, you know, and then old school fans are like, I want not talk to them, like, it's fun. All right. Everything doesn't have to be freaking life and death. Let's have some fun. It can be an intense situation. You can answer a question. Everyone chill the blank out, right? And they're doing some of that, and then they're trying out these new innovations that I think the NFL will look at. So I think the league's going to be cool. The te- Like, when you watch, I don't know what it is. When you watch games on TV, like, sometimes they can have a very amateurish look. This, to me, did not look amateurish. Like, I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, this looks like a big-time college football game. Maybe not the crowd. It looks NFL-like.
0: Makes it more palatable. I can accept that. So, what do you think of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I watched quite a bit of it. I think it's coaches are still trying to kind of figure out some of the strategy stuff. And um, I think, you know, the one, two, or three-pointer, the onside kick potential. What did I call it
2: earlier? One, three, and five-pointer? I want a five-pointer. I'd go for five every time. One,
0: two, and three. You would go for three every time? No, I think I would go for two most of the time from the five. Because I don't think there's much difference between going for it from the three and the five-yard line.
2: Well, I don't know what the numbers are. I think there are some who would argue having a little more room would help is beneficial when you so drop I, back to pass.
0: I, I'd probably go for 10 or for two from the, from the five. Um, but there's definitely times I would go for three and I definitely would have gone for three. If I was Rod Woodson to the, with the chance to win the game, I, and again, he, he said, I made a mistake. So he should have gone for three in the win. Didn't get it anyway uh, at the end of the game, but th- those things are still being figured out. Um Some of the punt rules, the kickoff rules, trying to encourage uh returns, both in the punt and the kickoff game. Interesting. Um And they actually made some rules that are kind of safe. So, there's there's definitely definitely things that they they're that innovative. The one challenge for anything in the game, very fascinating. Uh, I thought the you talked about the communication. The when there's a challenge, you're listening to exactly what Dean Blandino tells the referee. Like you know exactly what he's saying. Right. So I think that's cool. The, I'm sure. The ref, referee unions are yeah. soiling themselves soiling right now. I love it. Um, the referee uniforms are very silly, by the way, <laughs> that, would, that would change that. But yeah, I, I liked I liked a lot of what was going on. I mean, it's football. I, I think there is a part of it that it, they're just trying to be a real, legitimate football league, and there is there is some openness for the circus that was 2000 XFL, and I think that would add something to it, but they're trying to be real, and I, and I, I respect that, and the players are really, really good. Okay. They're just not as good as the NFL, so it's a little step down, but they're good coaches, good systems, like all those things are good. It's a very, very good representation of football, but I don't know that it's different enough to attract people right now. We'll, we'll see how it works out. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be covering the games I covered last week. I think there's some really interesting characters, some interesting stories on the team. Um, obviously, I hope now that they they go all the way and they can go to San Antonio and <laughs> watch the watch the They final. got 25,000,
2: 20, like 24 and change in San Antonio yeah. for the first game there. And so they're going to host a championship game. We shouldn't have the game. I mean, you and I are like Chamber of Commerce, Vegas, 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 Vegas. We uh, we have to start proving a little more. Well, one, their their venue's better. Nothing against Cashman, but it's a football venue. Cashman's not. You know, the San Antonio, the Alamodome is a fo- is a football facility, and Cashman's not. And yep. I also think we've we've had enough events here, sporting events, where the public hasn't turned out. So we can't get everything if we don't show up. Well, also, sorry if that's too harsh but it's also
0: this is part of part of us getting everything is that there are some things that just like we like we won't support but we also just don't need and, and i think on some level like hey this, this might be one of them and go to a place where they're gonna it's gonna be the biggest event that there is that weekend yeah. and here it might be like the fifth or sixth event nothing against the xfl just the reality of where we are as an as an nfl market now and a sports market in general well,
2: you can hear the home games over on Raider Nation Radio 920. Every home game is going to be broadcast uh, on 920. The opener is this week, 4 o'clock, at Cashman. D.C. Defenders will be in town. Uh, another home game right after that, March 4th. Boy, that one is going to be a challenge in terms of attendance. Oof. I Every day I look up and I'm like, what? That's here on March 4th? That's, like, there's so much going on. Do you have the schedule? What time is that game? A little worried. Same thing. Uh... Four o'clock. Oh, boy. Yeah, you've got a John Jones fight. (laughs) It's NASCAR weekend. Why am I blanking on the other stuff? I think there's some big concerts here, but there's some other sporting events here. The the
0: West Coast Conference Tournament will be in effect that night. That's the beginning of the... I think it's the second
2: night of the tournament. The five conference tournaments being in town. There's something else that came up over the weekend where I was like, "That Well, that's that's big, too. We're loaded. That's rough. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be doing UNLV uh, at, at Nevada. That's a day game. That's a 3 o'clock game. So Wow, there's luck going It's going to heat up. Well, and then, come on, after that, we've got March Madness in town. But we, it's not just normal March Madness because we get the opening weekend. Then we've got the regional. By the way, the NIT semis and finals are here, too. Did you know that? Yeah. The NIT is moving their yeah. semis and finals out of the garden for as, a little bit. As they should. It's going to be at the Orleans Arena. I hope that does well. Because there are going to be four good teams.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: maybe maybe after. a reason if the, if UNLV can't make the, uh, we'll call it a miracle right now because they got to get consistent, but if they can't make the run to pull off the upsets and get an auto bid out of the Mountain West Conference Tournament, I, if they're in position, yeah, the NIT is hard to make, um, but
0: if they're in position, that would be a nice carrot.
2: Can like, I try to win
0: your way back to Vegas. Throw one other potential out there. We yeah. might be hosting the first two rounds of the Women's NCAA Tournament. Top four seeds in each region host regionals, right? Or not regionals, but the first round. Okay. So if the Lady Rebels keep winning, they could get a top four, a number, a four
2: seed. Do me a favor during the break. Look up the latest bracketology on Lady Rebels. No, I know, but if I'm I mean saying if they are
0: twenty-five out, team. If they win out and crush everyone, it's possible.
1: Wednesdays, it's the Kevin Kruger Radio Show at 5 p.m. on Raider Nation Radio 9 20 a.m. Cofield and Company presents grab bag.
3: Don't touch it. Don't even look at it.
1: Only on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: All right, grab bag time. Adam Hill, Ari Cofield. Rest of the week, we will be on the road. Tomorrow, Battleborn Injury Lawyers in the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Thursday, our Thursday home, Silver Sevens. So come on down. Seventy-seven cent beers during all Vegas Golden Knights games, and Friday at Treasure Island inside the Golden Circle Sports and Bar in the back.
1: Stick your hand in there, Dave.
2: So some stuff to look forward to. There's going to be a little bit of chatter tomorrow, more about the uh, A's and uh, Las Vegas, Even though know, it infuriates us to talk about it because I've still, I'm not buying it, but we got that story and then we've got some economic panel being formed by Major League Baseball, oh boy, it is more about the union busting attempts by the Major League owners that have been, it's been going on for 40 years, 45 years now. So we'll tie those two together since obviously the A's, you know, having a baseball team here would be really interesting. Having the A's here, you have no idea what you're getting because they're in that group of about eight teams that just don't seem to be interested in trying to compete. Back in the bag.
1: Stick your hand in there,
4: Dave.
2: And then there's the Raiders angles with Dave Ziegler. GM of the Raiders was on where?
0: Uh, Bussin with the boys. That's a show with Taylor Luan and Will Compton. Yeah, Will okay. Compton, former Raider. All right. Uh, so Dave Ziegler did about two, it looks like about two and a half hours on the podcast, uh, which is about what they do. They do very, very long interviews. I don't think the whole episode will be him, but the episode is about two and a half hours. He's like uh, us on Ice Cube. Some uh, some quotes kind of dropped during the, our show, so we haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. It's what I'm going to be doing as soon as we're done here. Yes. Um, although, big night. Trivia Tuesday this week, because uh, we're all busy Wednesday, so we got to go Tuesday. Uh, so big Hi. night tonight. How long does it go for? About two hours. When's the start? Seven. All right. Going to dinner.
2: I'll talk to you off the air. Right. We don't need to I'm going to dinner at seven or seven fifteen. I might might have to close out the night by watching you win. You can't uh, sit at our uh, table. Another, I'm not gonna sit at your table. I'm gonna we're gonna we would probably show up and watch and mock you. That's fine. And try to throw you off. Well the the issue
0: is if you have more than seven players you get deducted points. Oh, okay. So we I just that, can't I, have more than I seven. It, I
2: get it. Okay. So uh, busting with the boys, Dave Ziegler, what secrets did he give out?
0: Uh, he Hammered sa- car, right? He said, I'm sure. Um, he said, <laughs> we're in charge of filling the most important position on this team. There's some pressure that comes along with that. And however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. But at Ooh. the end of the day, we have to have an answer in some form or fashion. There's pressure that comes along with it. That's also part of the excitement too. So. May not have an, an answer to the question of who the quarterback is of this team yeah. this
2: year. People will flip out. And that just means they're going to have a bridge, and then yeah. hopefully they have the person who's going to be the developmental guy. If they don't bring in a big time quarterback, it's going to be a bridge and a you would think a draft pick. Yeah, which be
0: yeah, which means if they do have a bridge, it might not be a bridge to a first round pick this year. Which I think a lot of people are saying, oh, maybe that's going to first round pick you're going to develop. I think if if that was the case, I don't think he'd be saying there might not be an answer this year. Because if you pick somebody in the first round, that's the answer. So it's interesting.
2: So bring in Jacoby Brissett and fight like hell to win three, and draft Caleb Williams next year, which I mean, which probably won't make the veterans on the team very happy, including Devonte Adams.
0: In that case, I'd be starting Chase Garbers and hoping <laughs> to win zero. <laughs> that'd be that'd be my point. Nothing against you, Chase. No, it's it's not it's the reality yeah it's try to win as few as you can and that's the only quarterback on the roster right now so is that how you go about it because Caleb williams will be the number one pick next year like pretty we're pretty certain of that most people are and he to me is a better prospect than anybody in the draft this year so if you're going to draft a first round quarterback maybe make it next year maybe even trade out of the seventh pick get two picks for next year and trade those for the first number one overall pick next year
2: Look at you. Always building. Yep. Always scheming. Always building. Always tanking.
0: Yep. Tanking.
2: Anything else? It's uh, probably going to be about half a dozen
0: talking points out of this thing. Yeah. Dave, like I said, Dave Ziegler on a podcast. If it's, if, you know, the whole episode is almost two and a half hours. If he's on there for an hour and a half, two hours, there's going to be plenty of stuff that comes out.
2: We will never pay a running back <laughs> top market money. I want, I want definitive Kick stuff. rocks,
0: Josh Jacobs. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> probably won't happen. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Stick
2: your hand in there, Dave. You and I both got a weird text this weekend. It was uh, Someone was asking me to uh, to not necessarily vouch for a guy that we know, but uh, that gentleman, we can mention his name, right? Well, if we get too in-depth about what the text is about, we probably shouldn't, I guess. Yeah, I always do that. Anyway, it's a person who used to work in the market. They live in a different market now. A friend of ours was saying, Hey, do you know this guy? Is he a good guy? Because he might be dating someone I know, and I yeah. sent like without hesitation. I was like, "Yes, yes." Well, that's not like greatest guy ever. And text Adam Hill about him. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. That you sicked this person on me to get information. I gave a glowing. I gave a glowing review. Right, but you didn't have to bring me into it. Then I have to answer text because well, I wanted. I wanted it like I.
2: People say I'm not believable when I'm super positive. So I was super positive. I'm like, you need another negative person to be super positive. Sure. The, it's the, double positive. The question
0: was, should we trust this person? Because it's you know they're dating somebody close to me. And my response was, he is maybe the nicest person I've ever met in my life. The only thing I'd be scared of is how real can that be? There's nobody that's that yeah. nice on planet Earth. I knew, like, I knew you were going like, uh, to say
2: that because your my recollection of, of you around this person was uh, you were just uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I don't like. I don't know this niceness. Nobody can. I. I met somebody the other night, and uh, I said sh- she claimed to be from Southern California. I said, "There's no chance. You are too genuinely nice of a person. You have to be from South Dakota. There's not even there's not even a chance that you're from California." She was, but yes, this person, a Midwestern person, who is just genuinely nice. It's
2: not a very nice comment
0: yeah. at all.
2: I hate to close on a bummer, but we got to say, man, uh, what a what a bad weekend! What a rough weekend! Uh, finding out Ryan Keeler. One of the football players from UNLV had passed away. We don't know details on it. I mean, uh, just an outpouring of well-wishers, uh, just devastating for the UNLV football team and multiple football communities. Midwest kid who started out on the East Coast, so uh, wishes out to his family. Just a uh, terrible, just 20 years old.